When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Brooke Desher. We are live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. And Brooke, the big news, the Flyers are now without Carter Hart. He is on an indefinite leave of absence for personal reasons. There, of course, has been some speculation in how it may relate to the Hockey Canada sexual assault scandal. Danny Brer addressed those reports right now, Brooke. This morning, we're going to read Danny Brer's statement. Danny Brer, this morning, we are aware of this morning's press reports on the various serious matter. We will respond appropriately when the outcomes of the investigation are made public. The NHL has been very clear that teams should refer all investigation-related questions to them. In the meantime, members of the organization, including Flyers players, will not be commenting any further. So, Brooke, that is what we know. What we know is clear that Hart is not going to be with the team for the foreseeable future right now. And they're going to turn to Samuel Harrison, and he's going to be their number one in net right now. Hart is one of five players uh, that have recently taken a leave of absence. There's four others uh, one is no longer in the NHL. He's playing professionally in Switzerland. You can read more about this story and those five players that have taken leaves of absences at our website, NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com. And we'll wait and see how this story develops, Brooke. But as I mentioned, what we do know, no heart right now. Yeah. What kind of loss is that for the Flyers and where they stand in this season, Brooke? Yeah, I think it's it's obviously significant. You've We've had this kind of storyline throughout the first half of the year where, you know, it's it's great. We have a, a one and a one a goal goalie tandem. And it's it's something that <laughs> I feel like everybody has been talking about. Like this is this is what we deserve. Like we're always so concerned about goaltending year in and year out. And then here it is on a silver platter. You have this opportunity to have whichever guy goes either night This this team has a chance to win. So it definitely shifts a lot. I think it's it's a lot of pressure on Airson and I know that it's it's going to be a, a mental factor with that being like okay like you're the go-to like you're you're going to play pretty much every single game moving forward unless there's a back-to-back and that's that's a really big adjustment and it's not something that he's not used to. I mean in in the past he has been a starting goaltender like he's used to getting all of these reps but having that huge shift where it's like okay you go on this alternating schedule for the most part to you're the guy it's definitely something that's going to take a little bit to process i 
feel like he's ready to rise to the occasion. But Briere also stated in the press conference earlier today that he's still young and he's still developing and we're not going to do anything to hinder his growth. So I think that it was it was really great that that was noted as well. Like they know he's still developing and they don't want to do anything to kind of tarnish his confidence as he's building up such a successful season with the Flyers. Yeah, it's been whew. What a week. What a week indeed, right? <laughs> it's I only Wednesday. I know. What a week. <laughs> the Flyers have two more games before the All-Star break. It broke us looking like a team that might need the All-Star break. Not might. They need it. They need it. They've lost three straight uh, the, for the first time in regulation since October 28th to November 1st. Finished the homestand 1-3-0. and Brooke, I absolutely think this is a major wrench during the Flyers' season. And if they were looking for some adversity, if they needed to fortify their locker room a little bit more, yeah. this is adversity. I think losing hard is significant um, and absolutely puts a ton of pressure on Sam Harrison. I absolutely think he can be a number one. I think he's got the ability. I, I think we've seen it in stretches, but he has not done it yet up at this level. He's still only a rookie. He's only 24 and he's 100% still developing. And he's now going to have to do that in kind of a number one role. Throw him into the fire. Throw him into the fire. And it really leaves the Flyers now looking for a guy that can spell Erickson from the time from time to time. We don't know who that's going to be. Cal Peterson, no. Felix Sandstrom. Nope. And can they do it? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> I'm so sorry. Right. No, it's... it's no, they I can't. Think <laughs> it's fair to be concerned about where they stand now in net. Um, well, you go from the conversation where you can alternate between Hart and Erickson. And like I just, I just said, that team has a chance to win every single time that either of them are in net. You throw Cal Peterson in and like automatically <laughs> your like nerves are a little heightened. You're like, okay, it's, it's more so are the flyers going to outscore <laughs> the opposing team not it's not going to be a game that a goalie's going to win so it's it'll be interesting to see how the team responds as a whole i think that they have continuously shocked people this season um again something that briere said this morning is that he was like if you said we were in a playoff spot at, at the midway point of the season before it started i'd be thrilled you know and we kind of have to look at that whole aspect stepping back from things too is that they've they've completely shocked everybody with this with this year they've been fun they've been exciting they've been winning games and yes they kind of fell off a really tiny cliff after that incredible stars game to kick off the homestand but you know, it, it happens. The fact that they haven't lost three consecutive in regulation since the beginning of the season is a testament to just how well they've played and just how they've continuously proved people wrong. So I do think that they're going to be able to step up to this occasion and and kind of, you know, shut down all these haters again. Like, like we're here. We're a good, competitive, young team, and we're only going to get better. So... I think as long as we've the goalie thing is okay, if Erickson is okay, we should be okay. <laughs> the word of the day, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Celebrity cook Steve Martorano brings his Italian-American cooking back home to Philly. Enjoy Martorano's Prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. Make reservations for Martorano's Prime on open table. Brooke, I really wonder how this um, 
or if this will be a distraction at all for the Flyers and for their players in their locker room. They've had a really tight locker room, and inevitably I think it can serve as a distraction because it's something the players are not going to want to talk about. Um, it's, I'm sure there's some concern for Carter Hart. I mean, there's sure. guys in there that were friends with him, that were close with him, and I'm sure they're curious as to how he's doing and how you know the investigations with the league and with London, Ontario Police – uh, how that all develops. Um, but I think if the Flyers still make something of this season, if they stay in, you know, in this playoff race and somehow find a way to grab a playoff spot, which no one envisioned going into the season right. with Carter Hart. Right. <laughs> if they're going to be, if they're going to do this, no one can say they didn't earn it. Uh, nobody can say they didn't earn it. If they, if they lose their number one goalie midway through the year uh, and still find a way to pull this off with the all-star break, Brooke, why do you think it's, coming at a good time. It's going to be a lengthy break for them. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's bad for teams. Sometimes it's good. How do you feel about it for the Flyers? They have played so dang much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. Like, you you could really sense, like, at the end of... So, they had a 3-4. and four, they, had a, they had a 4-6 and six this past week. It's a lot of hockey. Even though it was a homestand, even though they weren't traveling... It, it's them, and I believe it's the Vegas Golden Knights. They have played 48 games. That's the most played in the league. That is a lot. Luckily, the Metropolitan Division kind of had a rough week as well because um, the Flyers are still sitting second in the Metro, which is great given the fact that they just lost three in a row. Yeah. But I think it's coming at an optimal time, especially with the fact that you don't really know what Owen Tippett's timeline is going to be with returning. Um, just give these guys a week to rest. I think they need it. I think their their players and this this team collectively pushes hard every single night. They don't wave the white flag. They they're not giving up if if they're trailing. We saw it when they when they tried to come back against the Avalanche and we saw it the other night against the Lightning. They don't quit. And I think that eventually it does take a toll on you, especially when you're playing so frequently. So, you know, get through Detroit, they have uh, Boston at home this weekend, and then All-Star break. And I, I think it's coming at such an important time because the first start of the month was it was pretty it was pretty solid. It was they they were playing pretty well, and then yeah, Dallas was kind of like the tipping point. And you just kind of saw that yes, they're they're pushing and and they're they're staying in the games, but it's it's just it's slowed down just a little bit. Like they just kind of look a little tired. I would be too. Yeah. It's a lot of hockey. So, and we just cover them and we're tired. So I can't <laughs> imagine how they feel. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's coming at an optimal time. Um, and hopefully, when that's done, you know, we get some more concrete news on how long Tippett will be out because that is, that's a loss yeah. in every way, shape, or form. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with that. You just. <laughs> Get them rested and let's 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 go for a playoff push, Jordan Hall. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, I think Owen Tippett could really use the break. Uh, dealing with a lower body injury, he's day to day, and it's looking like it's nothing serious long term. But they did place him on IR, which could be a sign that he's not going to play these final two games. Mm-hmm. And the, maybe the Flyers are right there, just erring on the side of caution. Which I'm all for. Given the break, exactly. Given the break, there's no need to rush him back. And I agree, Brooke. I think the Flyers really could use this break. Uh, I don't think it's coming at a bad time. I think it's coming at a good time. They look a little worn down. They're fighting it a little bit. 
And I'm sure some of even their key players that are playing are probably a little banged up and could probably use the break. And I think right now, just with some of the things that have gone on over the past couple of weeks, uh, even with the Cutter Goche yeah. stuff, Jamie Drysdale coming in, uh, battling sickness, <laughs> trying to get himself situated with his own place. I think everyone. Yeah. Jesus. I think the Flyers could use it mentally uh, just to get away and kind yeah. of regroup, recharge, and then come back and really focus on what they want to accomplish here uh, in the official maybe second half of the season post-All-Star break. Uh, coming in at a good time, I think, for the Flyers. Yeah, and like I, I totally agree with the mental aspect of this all because it is it is a, it is taking a toil on all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you also look at the teams that they've played, and aside from the Ottawa loss, which I do believe that that is the worst loss since when they lost to Columbus um, – the most recent time they faced them, the the San Jose game. I think those were collectively the three worst losses of the season. But they played Tampa Bay, and they never really play well against Tampa Bay. They they lost to the Avalanche. They played the Stars. You know, they're, they're playing all of these top teams. They're, they're going back out in Detroit, and they're facing the Red Wings again. They're playing Boston. It's just they're not playing teams that are easy to play against by any means. So just push, push through. They play better on the road than they do at home. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I feel confident them, you know, going out to Detroit and kind of taking care of business and kind of riding the ship and then, you know, enjoying what's expected to be an incredible Hall of Fame weekend, alumni weekend for the Flyers, Um, all former players coming in Mm -hmm. for the alumni game Friday night. And then they have the afternoon uh, 12 o'clock matinee um, in in Philly. And Mark Reckie will be honored. We'll be going into the Flyers Hall of Fame. He's a Hockey Hall of Famer, now going to be a Flyers Hall of Famer. Brooke, absolutely. Um, I think the one concern for me was the loss to the Lightning. Uh, because the Avalanche Western Conference team, they're done with them. They've, mm-hmm. they've beaten them once. They've played them twice now. The Lightning, that was their first game against for the top, the top four teams excuse me, in the Atlantic Division. Mm-hmm. They still have 11 games to go with the Lightning, Bruins, Panthers and Maple Leafs, uh, four teams with pedigree, teams that have done very good things in the past and that are good this year. That, to me, I think is something to really keep an eye on is how they stack up against those teams. And Tampa Bay was just a reminder that those teams, maybe some people think they're they're starting to fade a little bit and they're on the decline, but nope. they're teams that are really good nope. and that can uh, disrupt things. And I think the Flyers still have to face those teams and square off and we'll see another one. Boston, like you said, final game before the break, a and really good test. They've struggled against Boston in recent right. years, too. So it's like it's like one thing after another. It's like I feel like I haven't had a, a solid stretch of games this year where I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel really good about this. Yeah. Really good. No. <laughs> yeah. There are so many solid teams this year. Like I feel like there's not really like middle of the pack, per se. Like You have your top. I mean, I guess there is middle of the pack. I'd say Flyers are kind of toward the top of the middle of the pack. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yes. (laughs) Um, But there's not a lot of really poor teams this year in the league. And I think that that is a testament as well to the fact that they've stayed in it for so long. Like, we went from having the conversation of, okay, when are they going to fall off, to, okay, like, the, the Flyers have a really great shot of making the playoffs, 
so they're they're up there in that conversation as well. We've heard it time and time again that Flyers aren't a team to be messed around with. Like these these opposing teams know how difficult it is to face the Flyers because of how aggressive they are, because of how they block shots, because of how they are on the rush. It's just, you know, it, it's it's become a really night in and night out, a really great time to just watch them and cheer for them. And I was really, really hoping that they kind of straightened out the the home record hmm. this year because the crowds over the weekend were so exciting. Yeah, they were. The, the crowd against the Avalanche was probably the best I have seen it all season. And I feel like we say this like every couple weeks on the podcast, like the crowd keeps growing. It's getting and that's, better. That's fantastic. Like that's what you want, that, that people are actively taking time out of their day to say, we got to go watch the Flyers. Let's get down to the Wells Fargo Center. Mm -hmm. And I, I was really hoping that they would, you know, pull off some wins. But honestly, I the, the Dallas Stars win was still pretty, pretty dang yeah. good. So we got to do that on home ice. I wish that that was I wish that that was the weekend game. I can't imagine what the crowd would have been like if, you know, but yeah, energy is just really good. I think fans are really backing this team and I feel like everybody was kind of on like a, a balance beam with that as well. Like when are, when are fans going to fall off and be like, Oh, this is just another year. But I think the way that this front office has constructed this team specifically this year it was so well done. And after Briere's press conference this morning, I saw I saw a couple posts on uh, social media and they were like, Danny Briere is going to make a damn good general manager for this Flyers team. Mm -hmm. Like he just, he has so much composure. He handles himself so well. He's so well respected in the league. And he has dealt with a lot mm -hmm. in his first calendar year as GM. So, you know, you have hope for these young players on the ice, but you have so much optimism for the front office as well. And I think that that shouldn't go overlooked at all. Yeah. And if, if you're, if you were looking for the Flyers new regime to face some challenges, they've got, they've gotten those challenges. Keith Jones and Danny Brer have seen some challenges here with the Cutter Goche development now with Carter Hart's absence. Uh, and I think you're seeing them deal with it pretty well. I, I think they're making the, best out of the circumstances and Brer, as you mentioned Brooke, you really see his savvy he's he's been around he he might be a rookie gm but he's been around in the game mm -hmm. and he's very good at handing moments that um aren't just a red carpet and roses he's very good at handling some adversity and i think that's good to have at the top of the totem pole you know to to lead the flyers right now and i really think w with the schedule it all goes back to goaltending too that's something to keep an eye on because the flyers really started to have a luxury of rotating Arson and hart there was never really a part where you a time where they missed a beat like they didn't even have to strategically schedule a goalie for like a top team and then they're back up for a lesser team nope they really got into a rotation but aside from hart's last start where he had to get relieved um, after two periods, they uh, they really were rotating their goalies without missing a beat. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, how do they how do they pull this off? How do they schedule, you know, Peterson or Sandstrom or whoever it may be up here? When do they get a game, and can they stay afloat with with uh, the backup goalie in net? Uh, it's something to watch, as will uh, so many other things Oof, with this Flyers never team. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. His busiest active never dull day. Flyers season in a long time. Broke, and I, <laughs> I I will ask you this. That you mentioned the home struggles. They're 11, 11 and 2, I believe, at home. Do you think that's something they can rectify? Do you think it's maybe more of a fluke? 
Or maybe are they feeling some pressure at home? How do you see that maybe balancing out over the course of the season? I, I think it's a combination of a few things. Like there's there's been so much buildup for and, you know, the players aren't, you know, unaware of how fans want them to succeed, you know, Um so I think that there's a lot of it's the mental aspect where, you know, you want to come in and you want to perform well and you want to have this 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 great performance, these great games on home ice. But as long as you're getting the job done in some capacity, if it has to be done on the road now, fine, you might be able to figure it out along the way. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I just think it's 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 a combination of a bunch of things. You have a lot of young guys and I, I was laughing um Sunday during the Ottawa game because I was like, this is the first time I've heard booze in a while. Hmm. Honestly, it was justified. It was a really rough game. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it was like everybody still showed up again on Tuesday for Tampa Bay, you know? So it's the, these fans are here, and I think that they want nothing more than for the Flyers to figure things out on home ice and, you know, Maybe they're just tired. Yeah. I really think they're just tired. <laughs> it has been a it's very, possible. very, and granted, they've had a lot of home games in January. This is the most home games they have on a calendar um, in the month of the calendar year of this season. That doesn't mean anything when they're, when they're back-to-backs and three and fours and traveling there and then back-to-backs at home. Like, it's, it's a lot. So I think the schedule also plays a heavy factor into it and, you know, we'll uh, we'll go from there. Just there were, to get them to the All Star break. Yeah, <laughs> get to the All Star break. I think is a good slogan. And there was really no cheapies on that home stand aside from Ottawa, of course. Uh, Stars, Avalanche, Lightning. I mean, those are three teams that a lot of people think are going to contend for the Stanley Cup. So um, I think the home thing will balance out. If they were a nightmare on the road, that that would be a concern because I think right. you know that would be like, wow, this team can't play on the road. Home, I think it's like, they're going to figure it out eventually. Um, they're not awful at home. They've mm-hmm. just gone through some skids. Um, and three straight losses, teams go through those. I think it's all about preventing them. And for the most part, the Flyers have prevented skids from spiraling. Their yeah. worst losing streak of the season is four games. Um, and there was a couple losses after regulation in that streak. Now it's just about kind of quelling those streaks, not letting them spiral and snowball. And for the most part, over halfway through a season broke, they've done that. Yeah. And I think that'll be the challenge here. Yeah, it almost it almost makes you wonder. You, they kind of rolled into this season with zero expectations for the year, and it was very reminiscent of the 2019-2020 uh, the season before, you know, everything collapsed with the pandemic, <laughs> um, where there were no expectations, and they just kind of exceeded that. So I wonder if it's that with the home versus road as well. They go out on the road, they have a good time, lots yeah. of team bonding, I'm sure, and they're, they're like, all right, let's just go out there and do it, you know, as opposed to, you know, coming home and everybody, you know, with so much pressure on this team and wanting to play and wanting to win in front of these fans, you know, maybe that does play a factor. They go out on the road. There's no expectations. I mean, That's I know they point. have expectations for themselves, no. but in terms of like that crowd, yep. that kind of energy and, you know, wanting to prove people wrong, I think maybe that plays a factor. I think that's a great point. And I'm, I'm very eager to see how they deal with some expectations now and some adversity. I think they have some real adversity and they are starting to get a little bit of expectations uh, in their own locker room and, of course, publicly. I think some people actually believe this team could do something with this season. Mm-hmm. I'll be uh, eager to see how they handle it. 
But, Brooke, we are almost at the All-Star break. We'll have the final two games covered on the Flyers Talk podcast. And, of course, we'll keep everyone apprised over the All-Star break. But so great to see you. So great to chat with you. Thank you so much for coming on, Brooke. A big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru. And Flyers fans, of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. We were live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia, wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and listen, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.